Hey, oozes and bunnies. This is a preview of the most recent party planning, an extra podcast that the Join the Party crew makes for our Patreon. If you want to listen to the whole thing, go to patreon.com slash jointhepartypod. Check out this preview. Thank you, Zoom Lady. Thank you, Zoom Lady. Julia, I got to say, this is a new to me shirt and you look great. Ooh, thank you. Um, I don't remember where I got it from. It's not, it's definitely not new because I was like, did I lose a button on this? I might have lost a button <laughs> on it. So that is baby the audio preview in the Join the Party feed that will get people <laughs> to sign up for the $10 a month Patreon tier. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And it's not just to see my titties because they're not out. I just no. want to like, I don't want to like no, only please. fans tease someone here. No, please. No, it's it's a, a tasteful extra couple inches of uh, sternum, which like, I. Yeah. Yeah. I think it's great. Um, it's it's a plunge, but I'm not wearing a good bra. So it's not like you can really see titty. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So <laughs> I, on the other hand, have a, uh, a crop top sweatshirt. Up to the chin. Uh, mm -hmm. So, you know, it's a real, it's a real kind of whatever you're in the mood for. Um, and Julia, what are we in the mood for today vis-a-vis uh, -vis content? Uh, we, Amanda, because we're theater kids. Also, I just want to, uh, Amanda's drip has been great lately. Oh, like thanks, the looks have been fantastic. You've been posting them on Instagram. They look tight as hell. I just want to compliment you before we got started. Thank you. I was feeling like a little worm uh, most days. And then uh, Eric said lovingly and sweetly, um, maybe you can try like posting your, your outfit of the day. Like that might make you feel good if you, you know, put on a happy outfit and um, like made content. And I was like, you know what? You're right. And it's working. Yes, and it is. And now we all get to admire how freaking cute you look. So we're all winning here. Thanks. Uh, so today, Amanda, you and I, we are uh, two types of nerds. There are two wolves inside us. Uh, one of them loves tabletop RPGs. Obviously, that's what we do here on the podcast and, and in general. And then the other wolf that is inside us is, of course, a 16-year-old uh, who does theater and tech. Yay! That's us. We're theater kids. We've always been theater kids. And we are very lucky that we grew up in a place where we can go see Broadway shows uh, a lot. And now you live in the city where you can see Broadway shows a lot. And I am a train ride away from seeing Broadway shows a lot. Yeah. So cheap. Used to be, uh, you could get it for like less than 20 bucks, less than 30 bucks. Not anymore, but nope. that's a different story. And it's kind of a shame that, you know, live theater is so inaccessible to people who don't have a shit ton of money. But that's, at least we can listen to albums and sometimes watch stuff on online. You know yeah. what I mean? There are um, people's sort of like, uh, lap level in the balcony recordings of almost every show you could ask for, and lots of it's on Tumblr. So uh, if you if you are into the musical theater, uh, web video has made it much easier than it used to be to get into the game. That is true. If you go to YouTube and type in the name of a musical and then slime tutorial, you'll <laughs> find a lot of videos that are about two and a half hours, I'm just saying. How do you, Julia, learn about what what the kids are calling piracy these days uh because i will search for musicals and then i will search for uh videos that are longer than a certain amount of time and then i'll be like oh the beetlejuice slime tutorial <laughs> all right here we go you're so smart 
I do my best, you know, when when Broadway was closed and I was craving that sweet musical vibe, I uh, I needed I needed to embrace the ability to see these things while stuck in my apartment. So, but Julia, how on earth are we going to marry these two fundamental interests of ours? Well, Amanda, I was consulting the Broadway world top 101 characters of Broadway, and I decided, you know what? I'm going to pick 10 of these that I know that Amanda and I have context for and enjoy, and we are going to determine what their D&D class would be, and subclass if we're feeling really frisky about it. Hell yeah, dude. Can't wait. So I have 10 of them. Uh, I picked them based on one... uh, things that we could talk about in terms of D&D and stuff and two uh, shows that I know that we we both enjoy. So uh, let's get started with one that I'm actually really excited about because I'm going to be seeing the show in March when it uh, comes out on Broadway. And that is the character of Sweeney Todd. <gasps> Hell yeah, dude. Oh, uh, this is a great one. For our non-Broadway fans, the story of Sweeney Todd is about uh, a the demon barber of Fleet Street is the subtitle for that. And it's basically a man who is trying to get revenge on a corrupt judge that uh, did bad things to his wife and also sent him to Australia on trumped up charges. And now he has returned and he's trying to get revenge on this judge by being a barber and slitting people's throats and then turning them into meat pies. Mm -hmm. Yeah, he has a very uh, useful relationship with a uh, a fabulous character called Mrs. Lovett, Mm -hmm. who runs a pie shop and meat's expensive, even cat meat. So when he has a fresh display, a sort of supply of bodies, uh, they find a very sort of like uh, low waste way to make use of this new resource. Yeah, think of it as thrift, as a gift, if you get my drift. <laughs> oh, so good. Oh, Julia. So Sweeney's um, characteristics are, uh, you know, he is very um, committed to rightness. I think mm-hmm. he is uh, powered by his quest yes. in a way that might lend us toward a magic user. Like Paladin mm-hmm. was kind of one of my first thoughts um, because he is a holy warrior for vengeance. Yes. Well, that was exactly what I was thinking when I wrote down Sweeney Todd, Amanda. I was like, this is a oath of revenge uh paladin 100 like there's no other way to really approach sweeney in my opinion uh because he like he genuinely thinks he is on like the just path the right cause uh righteous fury is kind of sweeney's whole deal here and i think that like this uh oath of vengeance oath of vengeance not oath of revenge but the oath of vengeance paladin is exactly what Sweeney's whole vibe is and I think there's like a certain um let me look up uh Oath of Vengeance real quick Julia I have um there there is a a crap load of very cool stuff um so you get to um abjure enemy uh at third level or vow of enmity uh meaning you can you know like channel divinity against uh people near you what I think is really interesting I think we don't talk about enough I often look at like third and fifth and sixth level benefits um for different subclasses but how many of us really make it to level 20 in our campaigns? That's true. And in this case, the level 20 um, feat power you get for an Oath of Vengeance Paladin is Avenging Angel. Come with me on this journey. At 20th level, you can assume the form of an angelic avenger. Using your action, you undergo a transformation. For one hour, you gain the following benefits. 
Wings sprout from your back and grant you a flying speed of 60 feet. You emanate an aura of menace in a 30-foot radius. The first time an enemy enters the aura or starts its turn there during a battle, the creature must succeed on a wisdom saving throw or become frightened for a minute or until it takes damage. Attack rolls against the frightened creature have advantage, of course. Um, and once you use this feature, you can't turn it off until a long rest, which is incredibly funny. You can't turn it off? Oh my god, that's wild. Sorry, I, I misread that. It says you can't use it again. I'm going to say you can't turn it off. I also really like the idea of like all of your... <laughs> of your companions have to be like 30 feet away from you for a full hour until you turn it back off again which is wild and i love that so much yeah but no imagine imagine sweeney uh sprouting angels uh gaining a fly speed of 60 feet and just like anybody who enters within 30 feet of him uh is at a tremendous disadvantage you know what, Amanda? Like, I'm I'm not here to tell the late great Stephen Sondheim that he ended his play wrong, but I do think the ending would have been better if Sweeney Todd uh, gained wings and then the first like three rows of the audience all ran away in fear. Yeah, I I think that there is some opportunity here for Tony Kushner and Stephen Sondheim mm-hmm. to do a little, little collabo uh, mm-hmm. in the past mid '90s, ripe for this shit. Angels in America knows what it's like to put huge angel wings on somebody, hoist them into the air. Uh, Phantom of the Opera knows what it's like to have a thing fly out over the crowd. And uh, lots of shows know what it's like to turn off the audience so quickly they live they leave midway through the first preview. <laughs> um, I think this would have been a fabulous combo. Okay. Well, uh, let me write a quick note to Stephen Sondheim in heaven, because obviously he's in heaven, Amanda, like, of course, not even a question, uh, and just make sure that he can go back in time, because that's a power that angels have, yes. uh, and rewrite it. And now it's true. Oh, whoa, reality <laughs> has shifted. <laughs> Incredible. That would be a really fun uh, mid, mid-act mid break um, in the play. Truly would. Amazing. Yeah, he just does all of a little priest, but this time he has angel wings. <laughs> Yeah. All right, uh, let's move on to our second character, which is Jean Valjean from Les Mis. Oh, uh, Julie, this is a show I've only seen once, mm-hmm. and I don't have a ton of um, background info about. Is this the character who is uh, 24301 or whatever? Yes. <laughs> and steals bread. Okay, so he steals bread. He's sent to prison. That's not fair. And uh he's treated badly and a, a sex worker dies. <laughs> that, that's what yes. I know of Lamus. Great. Uh, that is true. He is treated badly. He gets released from prison. He's on parole for life. He uh, meets a bishop, I think, or some member of the clergy who is like, hey, uh, I'm going to help you turn your life around. Uh, you're, I'm going to give you money. You're going to change your identity and now devote your life to God. Also, a fact about Jean Valjean is he is extremely strong. Okay. That's like a a plot point. He's like 60 and like lifting carts off of people and stuff like that. Okay. So what class came to mind for you? I'm thinking some sort of barbarian. And I think there might be some sort of like divinity barbarian. Hmm. And I think that would be what I would choose for, uh, for Jean Valjean. I'm just looking up to see if there is a barbarian... There is the zealot barbarian. So that makes sense to me. I think that would be the the way I would go about it. The zealot kind of made, like has some implications that I don't love for Jean Valjean. Well, he's but, also, you know, fighting like he he probably is treated as a zealot in a world where he's mm. you know, asking for what's right. And everyone's like, ha ha, for sure. No, uh, <laughs> yeah, so, not going to happen. guy. In a way, I can see it. Yeah. So uh, a little bit of fun facts about the barbarian zealot. 
Uh, some deities inspire their followers to pitch themselves into a ferocious battle fury. These barbarians are zealots, warriors who channel their rage into powerful displays of divine power. There you go. That old man strength, baby. That, he really does have old man strength, especially towards the end of the show. Um, one of uh, now you have me kind of inspired to like read stuff that has like the the later level stuff yeah, that yeah. we would never get to play. So uh, famously, Jean Valjean basically like he is tasked with the sex worker who you mentioned who died. Amanda uh, yeah. has a daughter, and he is like kind of divinely tasked by her to like go take care of that daughter right and then once the daughter finds true love and gets married he like goes to a church like basically goes to a nunnery and is like i'm dying now like my my task on this earth is complete now that you are being taken care of by a different man (laughs) and i can die happily now and then uh the sex worker comes back as an angel and takes him to heaven basically oh fascinating uh so the 14th level of the zealot barbarian is called rage beyond death (laughs) sure beginning at 14th level the divine power that fuels your rage allows you to shrug off fatal blows while you're raging having zero hit points does not knock you unconscious you still must make death saving throws and you suffer the normal effects of taking damage while at zero hit points however if you die due to failing death saving throws you don't die until your rage ends and you die then only if you still have zero hit points wow so I feel like you know Jean Valjean was just like going through life with zero hit points, infused with this rage of having to make sure that Cosette is taken care of, and then once she is, his rage ends, and he's like, "I'm dead now." Uh, can I also put forth from Valdespire Secrets from Please. our friends over at Mage Hand Press? Um, they have a new class called the Martyr, and the description mm. is: chosen by the gods to complete a task, martyrs are set upon a harsh, predestined path requiring constant sacrifice. Martyrs use their hit points to fuel their divine abilities and can supernaturally resist death's embrace. So I think exactly what you're um, hitting on there. Play a martyr if you want to experience the push and pull of sacrificing hit points for massive damage, only to heal moments later. I love that. That is great. And Valda's Guide, again, at this point, people know we're working on using Valda's Guide stuff to uh, power our campaign three. Sure is. I love the martyr class. I looked at it and it was like so freaking tight, right? Like I had so many like character ideas looking at the martyr class. And so it's really cool to like kind of see that in action. And Jean Valjean 100% would be a martyr. 100%. It's not even a question. Hell yeah, dude. Well, I'll I'll keep this up so we can keep diving into these classes. People won't know for another few days uh, what classes we did end up playing, uh, but we can certainly go through some of the fabulous things available uh, in Evolved Aspire Secrets. We'll keep it vague. It's fine. Don't worry about it. Oh, yeah. Uh, the next one I have on the list is Ava Perone from Evita. <laughs> that was great. My favorite part was the accent work. If you like that, you gotta hear the rest of Party Planning by joining the Patreon at patreon.com slash join the party pod. 